Sadly, Carlos's voice couldn't entirely join us today. Yeah. Mom, go away. I'm recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Recording a podcast. Welcome back to Later Today. My name is Carlos. I'm Shane. Today we have a phenomenal guest. Uh, we have a dancer who dances not only ballet, but dances jazz. She also is the captain of her uh, high school dance team and teaches a bunch of little kids how to dance as well. Kara, how are you doing today? Hey guys, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here today. Kara, what would you call yourself? Would you call yourself a ballerina, performing artist, a dancer? If you asked me that question like four years ago, I would have said ballerina. Ever since I started high school. Like I've gone into dance team. I've gotten more into jazz. So now I think I'm just a dancer because I really like dip my toe into everything, like all styles of dance. Kara, do you want dance dance revolutionist? Is yeah. that the one at the arcade? Yeah, yeah. So it's like are those skills transferable to real life dance? I think they could be. It requires like a lot of hand-eye coordination, directional mm. change. So, I mean, if you have those steps down, that could really help with real life dancing. What is your origin story as a dancer? My sister, who's 25 now, she was also like always dancing ever since she was like four. But my mom and I would always wait for her to finish. And I would just peek my head in like through the curtain into her classes. And once I turned like about four, I fell in love with it. I begged my mom to sign me up for classes too. And ever since then, I've stuck with it. So I've been dancing for like 13 years now and I absolutely love it. Out of those 13 years, has there ever been a time where you've been sick of it? Yeah, my freshman year, I just got really overwhelmed with school, dance, all these different clubs. Instead of like actually enjoying it, it just became more of like a stressor for me. I honestly like debated quitting. But then my passion sparked again and I realized that like instead of thinking of it as like a stressor for me, it's something I can go to and turn to to just like relax and really let go of everything for like an hour or two hours every night and without it I would have just been more stressed if I had quit or anything so I'm really glad I stuck with it are there like different levels of competitiveness for dance each studio has its own levels and you kind of just work your like way up in your levels usually if you're like in a company then that means you're like pretty highly committed so what is the type of conditioning that goes into doing these dance moves and choreography the most I think would be like a mix of cardio and strength. One, you need cardio for stamina. You know, we're constantly moving throughout even just a dance class. And it's like one and a half hours to like two hours just straight moving. You also need it for strength. If you're lifting another person in your dance, we do a bunch of like lifts like over your head and up. And even just like dancing, like if we're doing, you need to have a lot of muscles like in your legs, upper body. So I do a lot of like Pilates and yoga. And I also just do like a bunch of like ab exercises myself and stuff yeah you could do cross country too if you need to get that the cardio in i'm good with like a mile and then i'm done or, or half a mile so we've talked about the like what the conditioning is for being a dancer but what is that like daily practice regiment right what's that day in the life of a dancer uh type stuff going on I'll just give you like a crazy day in my life. This is like my Mondays. <laughs> Great way to start the week. I have dance class in school and we work on like choreography for our show that's coming up in December. And then after school, I have dance team at 2.30 to like 3.45. Practice like our cadences, the stuff we do on the track. For football games, we practice our halftime routines. After that, 
I have Carrie ballet stuff at like five to like eight ish. I have ballet and jazz. Then I come home and I finally do my homework. 30 hours a week dancing, not including weekends. That's like a whole day. Like, like you could just be running like all of Monday and then some of Tuesday, just like boogie woogie the whole day. And then yeah, like, but I mean, time management is rough. Yeah. And college applications now, like what, what do you do to help yourself out a little bit? So I think one thing is I just have to block out like literally every single hour that I have like in that week, like on like Sundays, I just really have to stick with it. And there are some late nights, like you can't just do like 30 hours of dance a week and like not stay up until like midnight every night. So, Mm -hmm. so if I need like two cups of coffee a day, I'm willing to do it. Like it's fine. Dancing is just definitely worth it. Do you hear choreography when you like listen to music? I don't think I can listen to a song without like picturing a dance in my head. That's why I really can't listen to music while I do homework. Like everyone else Mm. says it helps them focus, but like I just get so distracted and like literally a dance like of just choreography will be going on in my head. And it's even worse if I've done a dance to that song and I like hear it again because I'll just be doing it in my head. So like even the classical music? And not really classical music. (laughs) No. I guess like what genres are the worst? Probably just like pop music because I feel like that's what we use most for jazz. You just said that you listen to pop music for jazz. There's basically like two main differences in like like, of dance in my head. Like I think of it just as like ballet and jazz. And then under like the jazz umbrella, there's like modern. There's also like tap. So if it's not ballet, it's jazz. That's the that's the gist. Yeah. So Fortnite dances, that's jazz. That's a Fortnite dance. Oh, okay. (laughs) They get their own category. Yeah, they get their own category. I wanted to talk about ballet a little bit. Ballet is not the best for mental health. Even like in our health textbooks, like freshman year, I remember like opening it up and like it literally said ballet, gymnastics and like swimming were like the three leading like activities for eating disorders. I've had to picture like three of my friends go through eating disorders. It's just completely heartbreaking. It completely changes who they are as a person. I mean, staring in front like in front of a mirror for three hours a day definitely doesn't help the situation, but it is part of dance. The mirror is a tool. That's what they tell us. Like we have to use the mirror to see like where we can improve on technique. But I mean, it's really inevitable just to like stare at yourself and not nitpick every little thing that you see so I mean that's really um something I've had to like see my friends go through and it is real um a lot of people don't think about that it can be really heartbreaking I feel like looking at a mirror it would be like looking at some sort of thing that tells you like all the things you don't want to here yeah like in ballet you're just wearing like your tights and a leotard it's the most like form-fitting telling outfit you can possibly wear and kids will just like even from a very young age just compare themselves to all the other kids in the class like starting at like eight years old but I mean if you do get past that like you kind of have to work on it yourself it is a mental thing but then you can start to really love ballet I mean I did go through it there was a part where ballet was just becoming more of something where I just compare myself to other people once I got past that my passion like started to grow again um but yeah it's not really designed to be a sport that focuses on like physical appearance right I mean like you have 
And like in the dance world, we are getting better about it. A lot of like professional dancers have like started to speak up about like their own eating disorders. And that's been really powerful and like a great step for people. But even like thinking back to like 10 years ago when I was like just starting out, my teachers would say stuff to me like suck in your stomachs. Like I can see your lunch because like that stems from like you're supposed to like engage your abs. They can interpret it completely wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely. What resources are there? for ballet dancers to kind of cope with these kind of things that are are not so positive. I would just go to like um a lot of like professional dancers like Instagrams. I mean, and they're just like starting to speak up about it a lot right now. Being on like a high school dance team, how do you guys like smile the whole time? Like is that something you have to get used to doing? It's kind of hard not to smile like when the whole student section is screaming and like when your parents are just sitting like, you know, right in front of you. Like it's just such a happy like experience overall that you can't help yourself but smile during the whole thing even though how like hot it might get or even how cold sometimes we have hand warmers like literally in between our hands and our palms that's a little secret <laughs> you just can't help yourself but like have a good time and really smile it becomes easy i don't know if it was like a like a, like a thing or something like no coach will like yell at us if we're not smiling I'm going to talk about TikTok for a second. Okay. Is Charlie D'Amelio good at what she does? So Charlie, she actually was like a competitive dancer and like was a really, really good dancer. But now the dances she does and like her little 15 second videos, I, I don't know if I can really count that as true dancing. I think that's just like our movements. I you didn't hear from me. But like, I don't count TikTok dances as like real dances, really. Like what I had to do, like, for 13 years to learn I don't think it's very comparable to like what it took them to learn in like 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like that stuff gets more attention than I guess the stuff that you guys do with like ballet does that make you feel frustrated a little bit yeah it definitely does but one thing I will point out is like a lot of like tiktokers now were dancers for so long and like they kind of just are the tiktok dances will just come more naturally to them so they do get kind of better at it than just like your regular people it does get frustrating just to like know that they're getting so many more like views more attention and just like their little 10 second videos thank you guys social listening to today's podcast episode hope you guys enjoyed if you did enjoy and you want to help us out you can follow us on whatever podcast listening platform you're currently listening on we greatly appreciate it check us out on instagram or tiktok we're at later today podcast check us out on youtube we're called later today podcast on youtube thank you guys social listening once again we'll see you guys next week when we upload a brand new interview mom go away i'm recording a podcast yeah, yeah. Recording a pod, recording a podcast. Boogie woogie.